everybody to another episode of Couple of Catches with Avery J and K Sass. This is what up, what up? number ESPN 8 The Ocho. ESPN um, 8 The Ocho episode. <laughs> and if you don't get that reference, you are too young to be listening to this podcast. Idiots. So right along. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome back, Avery. What's going on? What's new? What up, what up, what up? I was going to do because I listen to section 10 so much i'm like i think of my buddy steve and i go what up what up, what up? section 10 <laughs> of the building <laughs> love that so it sounds like from our previous conversation that you um are rolling in the dough and you want to take me out on a really fancy date after all the money you made today oh yes um i made guys i made 40 dollars today so um that i made 40 dollars in like 20 minutes she's a baller basically i was like I don't know. Do I just like stand here and scrub the floor? Like what happens? I had seven people the entire day. Yeah. And the last table was a $10 tips. <laughs> yeah. Well, was... clearly, you know, you're doing your job, right. It's just the lack of people. So there's that. Yeah. It's, it's brutal right now. It's, it's not fun, but while we're hanging out, might as well catch everybody up. Cause I have a bunch of highlights guys. So I'm going to, I'm just going to, we're going to get it. Yes. Get into it. You remember what I used to say? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Every day, all day, every yes, day. Get into it. I got to bring it back. All right. So we talked about win-loss stats and the drama with that and how I hate that that is the first stat we see all the time. Then we yes. also talked about grimy Gruden, man, guy's a scumbag. It's just, it's scumbag season. He might as well hang out with Trevor Bauer. They just have a lot in common. Literally all NFL right now is just so scummy. So that's great for us. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, there's a lot happening. And I, one of my highlights, I'm going to talk about who uh, Gruden's replacement could be. But let's start off by giving both of us props. Um, we have had great sports predictions this year. In an early episode last season, yeah, last season, you predicted that the Red Sox were going to do something big. And guess what? They're doing it big. I mean, this, obviously, the podcast will be different. And we're recording on a Tuesday. And it's coming out on a Thursday and the entire postseason might be totally different by the time anybody listens. But up to this point, holy crap, Sass was on point with the White Sox or Red Sox because there wasn't one analyst that had the Red Sox going this far in the postseason. So shout out to you on that part. Thank you. And um, shout out to your boys because how exciting to just watch game after game where it's like Grand Slam, Grand Slam, Grand Slam, I know. Grand Slam. So that's been, that's been nice absurd. to watch. It is absurd. And then also, uh, I said the Cowboys were going to do something pretty decent this year, and look who is just crushing it. The Cowboys are doing good, even though they they took down my guys. I think that was probably the best game that we've seen of the season, the most exciting game of the season. And most the exciting, most... but also, like, what the hell was going on because that ball oh, clearly yeah. was greased up before the game. At, nobody could hang on to it. There are, like, interceptions, and right there at the one-yard line, like, can't can't get past, obviously, your yeah. D-line. So, yeah, oh, but it felt very, for the most part, it felt very matched. I think yes. it was very similar yeah. style of play, the energy. I mean, for the most part, the first half, the defense was non-existent, but yeah. uh, good game. I liked it. So we're, we're right on par with our predictions. And then we have to talk about Kike Hernandez, the absolute sociopath that Kike Hernandez is in this postseason. He is top five all time in postseason stats with like freaking Ted Williams and two guys, two old birds I never heard of, but he is literally a postseason maniac. And this is a postseason MVP. Doesn't matter who wins the World Series. He he takes it all. Straight up unit, yeah. Straight up. Like I said, we talked about the Cowboys Patriots. It was wild. I mean, the rule issues that we talked about, those came to life 
in the, in that game and 35, 29, it was exciting. It was good. We'll take it. Also LSU, our big guy, my guy, coach. O. he's part of ways after Do it one time. Do it for the one time. Come on. Yeah. Go Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. All right. Move on. Go Tigers. <laughs> We're not going to have go Tigers anymore, but I'll tell you what, Grimy Gruden's gone. Coach O might slide into that old Raider spot. I think that would be a fantastic fit. <laughs> you never know. Everybody's just passing the buck and going back and forth between NFL and, and college football. And it's kind of like, what's going on? Everybody just stay in your lane. Yes, I know. And a lot of guys can't make it in professional, but you never know until you try. So hockey is back, Sass. Oh, hockey yes. is back. It was back on the 12th, which is exciting. I know your Blackhawks play tonight. So that will be quite interesting. Yeah. And the NBA regular season starts on recording day today, the 19th. So there's a lot of decent games tonight, mostly West coast games. Anybody gives a shit about today. Um, you know what? This is a special time of the year because right now we have every sport playing. This is just like our prime. Like we are just so happily overwhelmed. This is our, uh, this is better than Christmas (laughs) than you know what? better than yep. everything combined like hell yeah you already right know now. so we got all the big sports playing right now it's happy we're happy but uh sad note upset of the week i guess sad for uh the old dirt balls up in iowa which i'm pretty <laughs> excited about this unranked purdue slaughtering that number two iowa 24 to 7 yeah <laughs> and i mean everybody by now because of barstool thanks to barstool has seen the video of the Purdue offensive lineman chugging a beer that somebody threw on the field at Iowa. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, is he going to go like suspended? Something, something. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can't do it, but it was worth it. I mean, you beat the rank, number two ranked team. Let's go. Let's rage. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super busy week, obviously in sports. Thank you for all of those highlights. Miss Avery. Yes, ma'am. So welcome. <laughs> and we can we can continue on with this college football train right now because it, it, we can call it a train wreck right now. Oh. I, I've been I've been going at it and giving everybody like the dirt on football, whether it be I well, mm-hmm. I've been crapping on NFL for quite some time now. I think it's almost two, three weeks in a row. Uh, so obviously we have to share the love with college football and talk about you know the crazy things that go on there as well. Yeah. So I want to bring it on back to last week's game, Tennessee versus Old Miss. Scummy. Scummy. And I, and I just, again, we, we want to talk about, you know, fan behavior. We gave, or I gave the Bills of NFL last season um, the title of worst fans, I think. Uh, worst <laughs> fans so base. bad. The worst. Mafia. Yeah. So, but, you know, this is unmatched right now. Tennessee fans and if you weren't around didn't watch the game didn't happen to catch you know whatever highlights on ESPN or whatever sports center um I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down and and set the scene for you Mm -hmm. so first of all Tennessee they're good and they're good for the first time in like a while so that's why I think people are starting to pay attention to them obviously Mm-hmm. Um, they sold out Neyland stadium and this was like the first time in like three or four years, something like that. So it's been again, quite some time since they were good and people were noticing them. Um, so we have a packed Neyland stadium, Tennessee's great Ole Miss, their head coach, Lane Kiffin used to actually coach Tennessee. And the whole Lane debacle Vernon. was, is that Lane Kiffin ended up leaving just one day in the middle of the night, actually in, um, 2009. And he went to go coach 
uh, NFL. So again, jumping back and forth, NFL, college football, all the things. So he went to go coach the Oakland Raiders. Um, so Tennessee is still super salty about that. And half the, like not even half, all of these kids that are technically fans sitting in the stands were not even in college at the time in 2009. So apparently we're just going to hold some ultimate grudge for years and years and years to come, um, that Lane Kiffin left. So whatever. Um, so that's kind of the, the backstory beef there. So this is towards the end of the game. This is, um, in late in the fourth quarter, fourth down and 17 to go. And Tennessee was down by five and they almost got to convert fourth down, but they fell just short. And after reviewing the play, it was confirmed. They were super short um, Mm -hmm. and they were so, so close. So fans and players took that and they were super pissed because obviously it's such a close game. They're really great. They want to beat Ole Miss's booties. And the fact that they couldn't convert, they were pissed at refs, whoever. Um, and they started the ball. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's who they're going to try to take it out on, but no, they're going to try to take it out on Ole Miss. So they start throwing literal shit onto the field. Mm -hmm. They get so Mm -hmm. pissed off. They're rowdy and there's stuff being thrown at Ole Miss. There's stuff being thrown at Tennessee. Like it's just everybody in the stands starts throwing whatever they have in their hands down on the field. The craziest part is it got so bad that they ended up doing this like super long delay of game. It lasted like 20 minutes. Yeah. It's just, like it's just a dumpster fire out on yeah. that field, which again, sportsmanlike conduct. I mean, fan behavior. What are we doing out here? We need mm-hmm. to chill and maybe not drink so many beers if we can't handle ourselves. Like chill. Right. Coach Kiffin actually got pegged by a golf ball. Like yeah. somebody, I don't know if you saw a lot of these highlights. It was so Ooh, funny. Yeah. Were, like playing it back, but this like bright ass yellow golf ball gets chucked at him and he picks it up and he's like what what, the, what is happening why would you have a golf ball in here well right and that's the same thing as I never understand with like NHL games and hockey games where people like throw the squid out onto the ice or like literally just stupid random stuff like how do you even get that into the stadium but a golf ball I guess <laughs> isn't you know in comparison and Kevin gets pegged by the golf ball even shows it to the ref because he's like in such disbelief he's like there's no way this is happening right now this is stupid um, again, just raining garbage and Tennessee cheerleaders and band members in the stands were even evacuated from the field. God. And there is scenes wa- like following the cheerleaders covering their heads with their little, I don't know what they call them, like the cheer posters where they're like, yeah. go, whatever. Yeah. They're covering their heads as they are running off the field, like in a single file line. And as if it's like doomsday, this is stupid. Anywho, that all happens. They kind of recover from it a little bit and um, get back to playing the game. And this is probably the dumbest way that this game could have ended mm-hmm. 21 yards, three seconds left. And their QB like literally holds onto the ball and then just like runs out of bounds, like runs down the sideline, runs out of bounds. I'm like, are, he, he has to be the only like person in that entire stadium. That's not wanting to throw. <laughs> like if you right. think about it, everybody's throwing shit. Like you don't want to yeah. throw the ball. Okay. That's fine. You're not going to win then. <laughs> you're going to run out of bounds and you're just going to lose. Yeah. So that was the crazy, crazy ending to a really stupid game. Um, Lane Kiffin even got like a police escort after the game ended. Yeah. <laughs> he was like TSA security around him, like secret service basically. And um, people are still just like throwing shit at him. And he like OBJs, the very last thing that's like thrown at oh, him, yeah. he, like, OBJs it, puts it down. Yeah. And then as he like goes like just into the very entrance of the tunnel, takes yeah. his visor, tosses it up into the crowd and like walks out. I'm like, pimp. <laughs> Straight up, there's no way. 
Like it was, it was hilarious to watch. I loved it so much. Um, so I just think it's, it's beautiful and poetic justice at that point. So Lane Kiffin, you're, you're a king, you're a dog. You know what? This, this really pisses me off. It pisses me off. What part? Uh, I never saw, I mean, whatever, Tennessee was like there. I mean, they, they haven't been a, a powerhouse really since we were quite young. Um, but holy hell, that is some scummy shit. And it's like, you're, what are you blaming? You're blaming Ole Miss. You're blaming Lane Kiffin on you guys not getting your shit together. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. And how dare you disrespect Lane Kiffin like that? That's a bad bitch. And he got bad bitch energy. And I'm a huge Lane Kiffin girl. Love him. We talked about him season one. Yeah. With FAU. I, I, I just don't know how, how I don't, I don't understand. And I guarantee you that president of the university sent an email out to every student, a email. strongly worded email to the oh, children yeah. who are throwing garbage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like you, that's going to even do anything. You got to remember. Yes. I understand this is college sports stadium and it's going to get rowdy as it should. And people that are going to bring their children to this, like you got to, they have to be old enough and be prepared for this. Yeah. But it's like, really this is the example Tennessee you got to do better that's embarrassing yeah that's just and that's embarrassing for your school and you don't need that right now because you're not hot shot enough yet for that shit <laughs> absolutely and, and not you made a point like Lane Kiffin hasn't been there in like freaking 15 years not close enough but it's like he hasn't been there in so long yeah and, and I guarantee you half what? of the people there throwing stuff like didn't even know that backstory like they didn't even no. care right but but it's the fact that it's like mob mentality right like anything yeah. crazy that happens at a sporting event it starts with like a very small group and then it just like spreads like wildfire so half those people had no clue why yeah. they were, were even throwing stuff they were just drunk idiots probably yeah they're blacked out freshmen in college thinking they're being freaking cool when you look like a dumbass you literally look so ignorant that's just one of those things that makes me so mad and the fact that somebody thought it was acceptable to throw a golf ball babe if they would have found out who you were guess what honey that's a song absolutely like, what if it was wearing a visor what if it hit him right on square on the head Dude, what are you gonna do could, yell for yeah that could have been really bad and not just for Ole Miss but for some of the Tennessee players I mean absolutely. I'd like to hear their perspective more on what happened but yeah good day in the morning I mean college football is just uh pretty insane this year and I think it's like the most inconsistent college football rankings that I have in my memory and I guess because we didn't really have like a a real 2020 season to go off of so it really feels like the rankings were like I don't know we're gonna we're gonna pretend what we know will happen type of situation yeah all these you know whoever ranks and we've had how many upsets this year I mean the one I just talked about with Purdue last week talked about Bama falling to Texas A&M. And then in week two, we talked about uh, Oregon over Ohio state and our OVC Jacksonville state stunning Florida state. Mm -hmm. Last year, the big talk of the town too, in college football, we got to talk about upsets and things that are going to get in a little crazy. We talked about the likelihood that, Oklahoma University, good old OU Boomer Sooner, uh, QB Spencer Rattler was a potential Heisman guy and a candidate for number one overall in, of course, the 22 draft. Yeah. Now, after game two week versus Texas, I think it was two. Yeah, two. Uh, it felt like there was a shift, I guess, in the in the quarterback power ranking. It was solidified. I mean, in that school. They've been testing out a two-quarterback system because Rattler's lack of production, his inconsistency has kind of been pretty evident to the start. 
I mean, he started that game though with 111 yards, but an interception. It was nothing abysmal, but you can't keep this hot freshman that they've got on the bench. So the true freshman, Caleb Williams, came in. He went 15 for 24, uh, 211 yards, two tutties. And then this past week against TCU, Rattler saw no time, didn't see any time out there. And Williams was 18 for 23 with 295 yards, four touchdowns, and led the team with 66 rushing yards. Good night. Yeah. So you're already setting yourself up, of course. I mean, even before all of this, though, they they gave Rattler a good shot. Of course, you have to. He's mm-hmm. a potential Heisman guy. And don't get me wrong, he hasn't been like this loser. He didn't like lose steam and draft stock with, you know, his 10 touchdowns to five interception ratio. But he still had a completion. He still has a completion percentage around 75. So the guy has accuracy and those interceptions. I mean, they can be questionable and it's something I need to talk about in the podcast, but uh, we'll dive into that different episode. But again, you can't keep that hot freshman down. You can't, you see Rattler's numbers versus his when you started running that, you know, that two quarterback system. So you Mm -hmm. have to have to focus on that. But the upside though, for Rattler, although his, you know, that number one spot is likely gone for him. He's a red shirt with the potential of three years of eligibility if he decides not to declare for the draft, of course. Okay. Now, Sass, he's a Phoenix native, and we've talked about it before. The state of Arizona is struggling in the football situations, football department. ASU, not so much. <laughs> but we talked about, you know, those open tryouts at University of Arizona. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, that's a D1 school. That's embarrassing. I mean, you should send some alert signals out like Spencer Rattler. Like, I hope somebody's paying attention over there back in your, basically in your hometown. Like that's huge. They yeah. need a quarterback. Okay. They're a PAC 12 team. They need a leader. I mean, if Rattler wants to stay in college football and like redeem himself, which yeah. is, I, I mean, I hate that term because he's obviously an athletic freak of nature. Like, and it doesn't hurt that he's a good looking guy, but like, I get, he's got to get out of Norman, Oklahoma and in his home state where there's a need for somebody to turn around on this program. It would be a massive plus for Spencer's future. I think not only him, but like, look at, look at the school. Like they need, they need a little bit of hype. So basically, I mean, I'm all in on him and I love, you know, the underdog energy and I'd like to see him stay in college football and go to this hurting, hurting program fight, like really fight to make these guys something. And I think not only would it help his draft stocks ass potentially, but it gets him mentally tough. It's really gritty and in a mentality where he isn't owed anything. And I'm not saying, you know, that he is owed something. I mean, I don't, it's coming from a top tier program. So you kind of have an idea, but no, I mean, I don't think that. I think you just have to get in the right headspace to make it in the NFL. And I think that's something undervalued, of course. And we've seen, you know, you and I, we've seen with our own eyes what happens to quarterbacks coming from these elite programs. I mean, look at, for example, our guy, Johnny Manziel. He came from an elite program. He did. He was a Heisman guy, number one guy. And I always had this feeling. I'm like, something is not right. That guy is a freaking head case. Like it's not good. And obviously just one of the biggest flops in the NFL. Granted, he's 
you know, built himself out of that hole and he's a totally different person than he was just a couple of years ago. And he's, he's admitted that and he's owned up to it. And he's, he's like, I'm the reason I'm not in the NFL. It's me. It's nobody else. So I think though, positively, and just, just kind of end my little speech here is mm-hmm. Rattler is he's more down to earth. I think where Manziel was, you know, at that time, we know Johnny had, like I said, he had a major shift in who he was, but I think Rattler, once he's all set in that Arizona system, he will, after being drafted, immediately come in humble and willing to learn in the NFL. And I see a huge future for somebody like that. I think when you start in this big program and it's just not for you and you go and you redeem something that's hurting so bad, that is fantastic for your mentality. And it keeps you humble because you're not going to win a lot of games. You're not going to go to Arizona and win every game. Yeah. I, I just think it would be it would be great for him overall. And I, I think this, unfortunately it sucks right now for him, but this is probably the best thing that could happen for him. I agree. I totally hundred percent agree. And I think staying within college football for at least a little bit longer, I mean, he's got so many years of eligibility. You might as well yeah. use them, perfect your skills and really perfect like your niche on what kind of quarterback mm-hmm. you are, because a right now there's so many fresh arms in the quarterback, like field right now. Um, in the NFL, you've got guys who are still trying to come into their own, you know, Tua's hurt, but Tua's in there, Trevor Lawrence, you've got Justin Fields coming up now. Like it's just a very, very young class of starting quarterbacks. So Agreed, yeah. I, and, and they're all very seasoned as far as who they are and trying to figure out like what their, you know, superpower is basically on the field. So it's definitely not the right time to get into the NFL. So definitely stay college football, perfect your game, figure it out because there's also that next class of retired QBs that'll be coming up here soon. You've got Roethlisberger, you know, you've yeah. got Brady will be gone in a couple of years. You got Roethlisberger's he's one. He's shot. I know, but I'm just saying you've got, <laughs> yeah, but you've got like you yeah. know, some of those older guys that'll be coming out very soon too. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I think just stay in figure it out a little bit, get a bit more mature and then it'll be his time. Yeah. I mean, I think what's different now too, is more of a reason to say in college sports is these guys can get paid while they're in college. Boy, get that bag, get your sponsorships, figure it out, pay your bills. Yeah. I would. Hell yeah. Like, I mean, a couple of years ago, even, even a year or two ago, it's like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta declare, I gotta start making some money for this because my body's only going to last so long. You really yeah. never know. And there's plenty of guys that, I mean, their body's already shattered. Yeah. So I, I, I think he's, I think he's going to be in a great place. I'm like, I'm not saying I'm a recruiter for that school, but like Spencer, sup with you. <laughs> send Do you want to come home emails. and make money and make a team not go, oh, in 48. Oh, that's a sad uh, reality, isn't it? I like, know. Oh my God. But that's, that is the reality god big yes uh college football there we love it we hate it makes us cry makes us laugh (laughs) (laughs) i mean we got so many so many sports on right now we are in the heat of the postseason you and i are peaking i mean granted it might be a different talk (laughs) i might be a different talk i might be in the dumps but 
trust me you're the the postseason depression i mean i'm not i'm not bestowing this bad juju or energy on you whatsoever because all i ever want for you is your socks to keep going but um i will say the postseason and depression is freaking real man sports hurt and it they hurt bad (laughs) so what the hell i gotta wait every every week for a football game are you kidding me i'm gonna throw up i know yeah. So yeah, but I, I mean, I mean, the Red Sox are doing good. I'm hoping this is the same story. We could talk to you guys next week, but the most grand slams in a game in postseason history. We got three grand slams and two games. Like, come on. Yeah. Say it like it's nothing. Say it like it's nothing. You know, like it's just gonna happen again. Don't worry about yes. it. So I um, love hearing everybody talk about it too. I love I love getting people all the people, my followers' perspectives and yeah. So basically we're just going to throw it up and, you know, T's and P's for the Red Sox. That's, that's about it. Let's go. Good vibes all day, baby. Show for show. All Dirty right. Water. Well, if you want to leave your own T's and P's, which by the way, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. If you want to leave go T's and P's for us, you can. Good news. You can, you can go and leave us a voice message on our anchor.fm site. It's free and you don't need an account. And while you're at it, you can jump on social media, jump on the Twitter, jump on the Instagram, follow us um, at couple of catches on Twitter or on our Instagrams at ABJ Nichols and at Caitlin underscore sass. Yeah. I mean, I was long winded today. I've been long winded tweeting. I've been going yeah. off in the Twitter's world. I know you you were like, you're firing them off left and right here. And I'm like, dang, I feel like I need to, I need to jump on that. I've got my own channel, but I need to jump on that one. Yeah, dude. I've been killing it. We got some, uh, we got some new followers in the past week. It's pretty exciting. We love to see it. Lots of strangers, new faces. We love stranger danger doesn't exist. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, y'all. All right, kids. We will see you back in one week exactly for episode nine we're getting there we're pushing on we're still trying to work on some guests that's i got somebody that's would really like to talk but he's a college football player so his schedule is to the mercy we'll see but we'll catch you next week one week for episode nine all right we'll see you bye-bye